Mr. Smoot. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've been honest. Something dangerous in the future. Yep. That's where Kelsey is. You, you, you think I'm not aware, Finn, but, but we still don't know how to get back. Or if we will get back, or if we're just going to be stuck in this perpetual limbo. Exactly. What do you think I've been dealing with this whole time? I've been trying to get back to where I'm supposed to be from for months. Well, maybe for the first time, I'm just starting to realize exactly the gravity of such a situation. And all of a sudden, you open your eyes and you find yourselves outside. I do not seem to have record of you in my database. Please identify yourselves. and welcome back to another episode of the gate chronicles this is chronicle one chapter 60 <gasps> right dun, dun, dun. yeah i think it is wow how time flies we've advanced past the halfway point now like 60 60 seconds time travel time 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 travel time loops that's where we are this week strap in wait what Hi, foundlings. Welcome back to Oh, no, no, no. How do we undo this one? We need to make a looping gif of that somehow. Haven't we done this before? Uh, I think that might be cruel to our uh, foundlings, so we might not do that. But anyway, my name is Emily. I'm your game master and host for this series, Chronicles, Session, Episode, you name it. The whole nine yards. The whole nine yards, as I always have to question my editorial status as well as my producer status. I don't know why, because you do all of those things. Yeah, but sometimes it's just like that imposter syndrome. I, I agree. Just like time. I feel, time, time is an imposter. It's, it's all relative. It's a figment of human imagination. Now, with me, I am joined by my two favorite players because they're the only players that I have. If I had my other players, they would also be my favorite players, but they're not here I, right I now. I feel like you'd have to pick favorites. Oh, okay. Zach. Oh, that's fair. When do we get Alfred Kenneth Mess back? That's what I, that's the day I'm living for. Uh, so you said something about new characters. I have mine prepared. Oh, yeah. You both died? Uh, yeah, 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 we both, you told us to write up new characters. Yeah. Uh, what you got over there for me? Oh, I have, uh, I have, uh, Finnevere Avir. Uh, 2.0? Yeah. No, okay, well, no, no, no. It's a, it's 1.0 again. Oh, okay. 1.0 again. All yeah. right. All right. And what about yeah. you have over here? Oh, I'm, I'm Quentin Otten. This week I'll be playing. Barl's Groot, 75-year-old wizard born and raised in upstate New Mexico. <laughs> okay, I guess we should do actual intros. Oh, my gosh. Um, so my two players, tell us what you're actually playing today. So, yeah, I, I am uh, Quentin Ott, and I, as always, play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York. Uh, currently suffering from time loops and dementia all at the same time. It's a very bad combination. I do not recommend it. And my name is Jaden, and I'll be playing Finnevere Avir. Avarice ally of all altruistic aspirations. Hey, that was, that was pretty Yay! good. Yay! That uh. was exciting. But anyway, uh, my players have requested I keep Jungle Journey oh, yes. in the background the entire episode, even if it doesn't fit the mood for some reason. I'm sorry. They just speak to my soul. Um, I, this is the thing I look forward to every During week. the episode, the car ride home, and yeah. the shower. <laughs> well, listen up, foundlings. Like, this is a big deal. All right? Are you listening? I am. All right. So, foundlings, 
If you've already enjoyed our antics, please make sure you're hitting that follow or subscribe button in whatever podcast listening app that you're on. We actually picked this up from our other friends that we oh, did. Oh, it's true. We, you always ask them to do something at the beginning of the episode because no one listens to the end. Yeah, <laughs> nobody listens to the end. So, um, yeah, so make sure you hit that button. And if you want to help out the podcast monetarily, you can always go to our Patreon or pick up some merchandise. If you can't get the merchandise, let me know in the comments or like, Follow us on our social media or on Twitter or Instagram at RollFound and let me know directly because sometimes things don't work and I have to fix them. This has been my TED Talk. All right. So, gentlemen. Hey, that's I'm sorry. Us. Jungle Journey's got to go away for a second. No! Well, you know. Shh, it's okay. <laughs> I, I got I got it. I, I'm turning Can you it send on. that to me? And where do I, I... Where do I find that? <laughs> We'll always love Jungle Beat. I, I need it in my life. Is it on Spotify? Can I find this somewhere? <laughs> so, gentlemen, why don't you give me a good recap this time? We found ourselves in another, not a, another time, another place, just uh, like Charles Finn Smoot. isn't that gruff. No, he's but not. alternate Finn might be gruff <laughs> in an alternate timeline. Oh, wait, maybe wait. The real question is, how many loops did you guys go through we have no idea. What if we didn't know the last time? Oh, that's time? true. We could possibly have not remembered like three or four of them. We could have failed our will saves. We went through three other time loops. Oh, we, we could have changed dramatically. It's canon. You heard it here first. <laughs> so despite what happened in the last session, uh, regarding all that, I need you to roll your will saves oh, sure. to see if you remember. Uh, the game is offline. The game is... Should be online. Try again. Let me refresh. Do the analog dice. And the bloopers play the Batman sound. Absolutely, we can play the Batman sound. And uh, who said it would be? A, uh, it's been a long time. That's the old Batman. That is the old ba But You're right. I'll just do it on a tin whistle, but really poorly. Oh, that's my... Yes, and then we get a whole new YouTube short. <laughs> Charles Smoot has a 31 for his will save. 10 plus 10, 20. 20 for Finn. All right, hold on. Let me, I gotta find this. Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. Oh, gosh. So, Finnevere and Charles Smoot, I need to make one more save for myself. For Valen. For, for our dear Valen, who is also apparently an expert in Will. Hey, Valen, great. Get it. I mean, that, I feel like it comes with the territory of being high level at this point. Yeah. Oh, look at you, Valen. Go, Valen. Go, Valen. It's your birthday. <laughs> That was the cutest. Canonically, little. Valen's birthday is February 3rd. Is it now? <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, well, that means in world to be February the 3rd. Oh, there you go. As this core seemed to explode around you, you were enveloped in a white light. You felt no pain, and you felt at peace. Though, moments later, you find yourselves blinking awake lying on the ground outside where you originally found yourselves the first time. And again, you see around you the androids that are currently working in the garden areas as if they're scanning the ground. And again, you see as two of them seem to recognize your presence, they stand up from where they are and they approach towards you. Um, is Finn... Smoot and Valen all basically sitting on the ground. You were all laying on the ground. Do, oh, we're all, we're all laying on the do ground. Do we remember the last thing that happened being Pal tripping into the nuclear reactor? You remember everything from the last loop 
you don't remember everything from before if you had no memory of it. We both rolled really well both times that we remember. I haven't been told I forgot anything yet. I haven't been told I've forgotten anything. Who knows how long we have been doing this and forgetting things. Who knows? Who knows? Gosh darn it! No, not again! What? Balin is sitting up and rushing himself off. Balin, look at me. Time loop. Yes, you said that last time, Smoot. All right. Yeah. Wait, wait. You remember last time? Yes, I do. That's good. That, that, that's progress. I, I remember last time. I re- everyone raise your hand. Do we all remember last time? Oh, that's so sweet. I also have a very strange memory of someone singing happy birthday to me. It was very faint and distant. Oh, well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's sweet. Your, well, happy birthday, Valen. Is it your birthday? No. Oh, well, that just makes it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good memory, though, at least. I mean, anyways, that's, that's not the point. We, we've got to get business. Didn't. I could swear we died last time, though. But we're here. I think that event is what's triggering this whole loop. Well, that's great news. Maybe we can save the good doctor. And or, or at least get away out of here. Or something. 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 Hopefully. Something probably. The question is, is if we stop the time loop, are we trapped in this time forever? Well, we can't as well do nothing. And just be stuck in a time loop indefinitely. Yeah, that would be way worse than whatever else is possible. The two androids approach towards you as you're lying or adjusting yourself on the ground, and they are right up next to you. As they look you up and down, you see their eyes do that weird flashy thing. Oh no, where are we? We are so lost. Could you please maybe scan us and register us? Why are you two talking (laughs) like that? What do you mean? What's the problem? We're very, what is the term? Robotic. Robotic. (laughs) Oh, amazing. (laughs) Listen, we're speaking the language of their people. I'll translate later. We were doing like movie bad acting so that the regular (laughs) acting doesn't look so bad. Exactly. Welcome, humans, to Area A5240, Sector 8. Please state your business here. All humans were required to evacuate this compound. Um, is there someone that we could talk to? We're not really sure. We're not from around here. We're very lost. Roll pretty... deception. At a total of 30. And Charles Smoot with a 15 for the aid. Understood. Please follow us this way. Great. Thank you. That was genuine. <laughs> <laughs> Valen follows behind you as you begin moving after these two androids who approach towards the dome structure in the distance. It looks the same as usual. They lead you up the stairs, and you see as the electronic doors part. Uh, uh, Finn goes, <clears throat> where are they? They always do that. It's not a matter of being worthy. Oh, that's not what an old man told me. We have powers here. Finnevere. Don't let him deceive you. Jesus. But you do see that Pal is currently standing over by his regular console area. The androids gesture for you. We shall leave you here. Please do not cause any trouble. No problem. We'll be on our best behavior. Our best. (laughs) It's like a personal record kind of thing. It's not very great, but it will be our best. It will be the best we can manage. They tilt their heads as if they're trying to understand 
what is happening, but then they just turn and walk away after a moment of silence between all of you. We walk up to this totally unfamiliar robot, which we have never met before. Hey, uh, can you help us? Uh, we're lost and we don't know where we are. Hold on one second. I got to get my joke list. Yes. Okay. So here's my plan. He can't break the nuclear reactor if he is busy performing a comedy show for us all night long. You walk up to this android and you see as he turns towards you, he has a name tag on that says, hello, my name is Pal. Hello. Hello, Pal. Oh. <laughs> He's very energetic. Yeah, yeah, no, Pat Phil, come up and give him a hug. Oh, this is a very strange circumstance. I'm sorry, but I don't seem to have you in my databanks. It's how he greets people, especially good friends, which you're his pal. Ha ha ha! Because you're a pal? It's a joke. We love comedy. You see his eyes do a little swirly thing and as if he's processing. Add it to my database. I will make more jokes like this. Thank you. (laughs) Are you a joker, pal? We love comedy. Are you sure you want to do this, Charles, please? What do you mean? How can I help you? Uh... We are hoping that we could talk to someone who would know more about this place. We are very lost and we're looking for some information. I might be able to help you. I am very knowledgeable about this place. He just like repeats back your words in your voice. Oh, well, he didn't do that before. That was kind of weird. Um, pal. Yes. How much do you know about time travel? Well, that's a, that's a very forward question there. Oh, we were brazen about this before, so we're going to be brazen about it again. I like your cuts, Finnevere. You're learning. For better or for worse. This time, Finn will be more smooth than Charles. He's overcome the lie the character believes that there's too much smooth. Time travel is the concept of movement between certain points in time, analogous to movement between different points in space by an object or a person typically with the use of hypothetical devices known as time machines. Sources from the Oros database. The, 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 the what? Sources from the Oros database. Would you like me to go into further detail on the potential for time travel? No, no, no. Can you elaborate on the, uh, the Oros database, maybe? It's just interesting about, like, regarding these sources, you know? I guess it's kind of interesting. Oros is the company that helped to establish the ARC system, which has provided for humanity's survival in these trying times. What would someone do if they had viable viable information about time travel? Who should know of this? Is there someone in charge? Uh, maybe a good doctor or someone who we should share our research with? Currently, time travel has not been proven to be possible. However, there have been steps made towards this theory. If you have information, I would be happy to pass it along to Dr. Rebecca Rift. May I have your identification, please? Uh, could you uh, scan us as I... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's all the identification we, we really uh, have. Some, some androids scan... We're, we're not from around here. I don't know if you'll be able to identify us. He tilts his head. I see. From where are you coming? It's not from where, pal. It's from when. I don't suppose Tabor would be in your database. Scanning. There are no facilities or bases referred to as Tabor. <laughs> However, 
If you are interested in sharing information with Dr. Rift, I can add you to the database. I just need information on where you are from. Are you a surface dweller or are you an ark dweller? Uh, surface. I'm definitely going to go with surface dweller. Yeah. You see that his eyes start swirling and he seems to be processing the information you provided. And then you see like a really quick flash from his eyes like he's taking a picture of you. Although for Finnevere and Valen, this is a very strange occurrence. Huh. Huh. Even though, like, it's happened a few times, it's just like something bright is being flashed in your eyes. I don't, I still don't think that Finn actually conceptually really knows what this is. Otherwise, he'd be like, yeah, uh, get okay. my good side. Perfect, perfect. And you know what's great is it catches you, at, like, right, like, it, as you're doing some weird facial thing. You're, like, about to sneeze. Like when you pause a movie. Yeah. Very well. Your data has been added to my database. I will inform Dr. Rift of your arrival. Please wait here for one moment. Right. Uh, that, that's that's Finnevir, F-I-N-A-V-I-R-A-V-I-R. There's a space in between the R and the A. Trust, <laughs> trust me, I don't know how to spell it either. There, I just know there's a lot of A's and V's. He does look very confused as you spell it in your, your modern language, which is weird to them. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, you technically yeah. have like a dialect. Yeah, he has Arthdal. Yeah. Arthdal dialect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like how the alphabet switch change. It's not really like the speech. It's just alphabet. All right. Uh, extra. <laughs> we added a 27th letter. Uh, it's only used by the memers. Beautiful. So he turns away and seems to go to the console, pressing a few buttons before stepping onto the platform that is at the base of this uh, incline of stairs. And you see as he goes down on the elevator and you are all standing upstairs and you see that there are several androids currently standing near the walls, kind of like leaning under some strange beams, which Charles, you kind of like get the idea. It's like wireless charging. Finn, and he would just find an empty one, which I think Pal was under an empty one. He would just kind of stand under one. I don't know if you should be doing that. Didn't we say we'd be on our best behavior? I mean, I'm not touching anything. But, but, but by standing in something, you are touching something. You hear like T a little creep sound from it, and like a red light overhead just appears. See? It's working. Do, do any of the other ones have red lights above them now? They're blue. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Melancholically saunters back over. Okay. So, after a few moments of uh, you guys kind of bathing about upstairs, and it's very, very short. Oh, wait, Finnevere. What if we had jokes to present Pal with? Also, Finnevere, while you are over in that area, why don't you all perception check? Like, this is before you walk away. 15. You hear a humming sound from behind you as if something... Magical is kind of like traveling up in between like this metal beam against the wall and the glass. Where I am? Yeah, like when you're standing under it, it all of a sudden you hear it as soon as that red light comes on. Mm -hmm. It's like a humming sound. Benavir uh, is like, magic on tap. What it must have cost to get this far. And you see like there's like a little light coming from the corner of it. He doesn't really know what that, that means. I mean, could he figure it out? He could investigate into it. All right, and... 
It doesn't sound like there's any kind of interface to touch. No, but you see a strange bit of light coming out from like one side of it that it doesn't travel all the way up. It just seems to be coming out from like one small gap near the wall. Can he try to change his perspective to get a better look? Yeah, absolutely. You turn more towards this light and you see that there seems to be some sort of panel in front of it, obscuring the entirety of it, but there does seem to be some light peering out underneath of it. Are any of them obvious buttons via shape or color? There are no buttons. It is a solid, opaque panel, but there seems to be a light coming from behind the panel. You're just going to poke it. Like, right around the edges. This is really your best behavior. All right. As you poke it, though, you see a little flash as if the opaqueness kind of fades and it's momentarily transparent and you swear you see a power core behind it, but it goes back to an opaque gray. He's going to back away. Oh, man. They have power cores in them. How do you think they power everything in here? I didn't think about that. So, uh, Smoot, you were saying something about a joke? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we know Pal likes jokes, so what if we just hit him with a bunch of jokes? Or what if we, you know, fix the panel? What panel? Uh, didn't he trip on a panel, or was it a something panel? on the ground? I, was some, I think it was some object on the ground, I thought. And the, there is a standing console that is, like, right in front of the elevator area. It's kind of like a little computer screen that's on a pedestal. What if what we, we just tell the good doctor to, at by no means give Pal with the device. Well, but I'm sure it needs to be recharged, but... What if we offer to do it for her? It'd be helpful with her research. It would maybe be difficult to get her to trust us as, yeah, you know, probably. she's never met us this time. What if... Robots have a conscious... Okay, what if we subconsciously convince Pal to be careful of tripping today by making a bunch of trip-related jokes? Well, what if we just tell him, Pal... You're going to kill your friend if you don't watch your step. Well, I mean, do you think that might put him in a sense of existential dread? Existential dread is better than existential dead. Yeah, but we're, we're not dead. We're time looping. I mean, why don't we just, like, arm wrestle Pow into submission? I can just hug him all night. Well, what about the doctor? What about the doctor? She saves everyone in the future, presumably. Why do you say that? Because she said that her work was dependent on... Life progressing because food and crops and stuff. Yeah, how do you know bigger. she succeeded? You're just assuming she succeeded. By the state of your world, I would not assume she succeeded. I'm alive. What? That doesn't matter. That oh, means... no, it doesn't matter. No, no, that, that's alive. not what I, I see. Mr. You know that's not what I mean. Valen joins in on this argument. Well, no, both of you need to stop. And then, as this argument is happening, all three of you talking at the same time, you see as Pal arises. <laughs> from the elevator shaft. Oh, it seems that there seems to be some level of distress here. Is there some way I can help? He walks his way towards you. Pal, can you tell us a joke? Oh, yes, of course. You see as his eyes make a little happy face. I love telling jokes. How did you know? Oh, no, it's just the best way to lighten the mood. It would de-stress the situation. What did the first support vector say to the second support vector? I feel marginalized. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, <laughs> Pal, I feel like you need... That's so funny! Ha, 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 ha. Pal, would you like to hear a joke? Why, of course I would like to hear a joke. I enjoy learning new things. All right, I think I... Um, why did the robot... 
get brought in for questioning. Why? For being a resistor. <laughs> I think. Wait. I think, isn't he, didn't he say something like yes, that last so time? Yeah, yeah, no, no. He is quoting game. Pal. Because he doesn't know what those words mean. Yeah, He's yeah. just re-saying the joke that Pal told him. Because okay. Finn doesn't I, get the joke. Okay. He doesn't know what a resistor is. He does seem to laugh. Uh, 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 uh. It does seem that that joke is already in my database. Ah, uh, you've heard that one before. Yes. I have over 10,000 different robot-related jokes. That is a lot of jokes. How long did it take you to compile those? As many years as it took for humanity to grow. Oh, that's a really long compilation time. We should maybe work on that. Your people are very strange. Alrighty. Oh, uh, my people. <laughs> What's that supposed to be? Uh, so can we see, can we talk with Dr. Rebecca and uh, enlighten her on our findings? Of course. You may follow after me. She is currently finishing up some of her research. However, she would be willing to listen. Great. Good to hear. So, he takes you onto the elevator after pressing a few buttons on the console, and it begins to descend down to the floor that you have become very, very familiar with. Assume the position. I don't like the way that sounds. What do you mean by that? Yeah, no, um, uh... Valen grabs on yeah. to Pal, actually. Really? Yeah. Pal, not smooth? I'm offended. Uh, yeah, Finn takes Smoot for uh, stability. They don't like the fact that there's no railing on this elevator. <laughs> oh, no, this is like some kind of awful place. And you can see deep, deep down past your feet, since the floor occasionally seems to shimmer, and you can see beneath you as if the floor was made of glass. Nope, no, no, no. no. Finn is just going to like t- tilt his head upwards until it's over. It's transparent momentarily. Like, it does seem to be that shutter where it's transparent and then shutters back to being opaque. Oh, it's fun. I love tormenting your character. Tell me when it's over, Smoot. Just tell me when it's over. Hey, pal, what do you call uh, a machine which was designed to uh, help sailors row? I told you. He would probably know every robot joke, but you're going to have to tell me. Machine designed to help sailors row is called a robot. Ha, 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 ha. That is a good joke. It is among my favorites. Dang, he's, he's just so knowledgeable. I mean, pal, you should be a comedian. Perhaps in another life, I could be born as a beautiful butterfly. That's very theological there, by <laughs> now. That's not exactly where I expected that to go, I gotta be honest. Is that really what your dreams and aspirations are? Sometimes. <laughs> it's got a lot more emotional than I was anticipating. <laughs> Do you have any current dreams for this timeline? I just wish to help Dr. Rift and bring her joy. Well, you could start by watching your step. Being (laughs) always very careful and vigilant is a great way to help people. But of course, my systems are highly designed to maintain balance and stability in Uh almost every circumstance. You know, just... Theoretically speaking, what would happen if you were to be like wheel? Does he have wheels or legs? He has legs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I never knew this the entire time. I was kind of picturing like Wally or something. Like, no, I, no, no, no. He's like a, he is an android. He has a full humanoid appearance. The only thing that is different about these androids is that they don't have synthetic skin. Right? They're they're metallic for the mm-hmm. most part, but their faces lack any form of detail except for the eyes which are just lights behind a screen. So theoretically speaking, what happens when you trip? 
like, I mean, you know, things happen. My systems would recalibrate so that I could maintain an upright balance. And if you were holding something, say, fragile? I do not believe there would be any issues. Okay, well, glad you believe that. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. However, if my internal balance system was somehow affected in some way, perhaps then there would be issues. Very informative, pal. However, I keep myself in top condition. What what could potentially damage that? Flexes. Oh yeah, I see you go to you you, you clearly work out. Um, what what? Been just gen- genuinely trying to figure out if he's muscular. <laughs> he looks extremely sturdy. There are no definitive muscles, but like they're they're actually like half the size of Charles Smoot's guns. Half the size. So like Finn. <laughs> What, what could potentially damage your internal balance system? Any sort of virus, if it was to infect the system, could cause such disasters as balance problems. There is some, like, vocal inflection there. Pal, can, can you get distracted? Like, for example, if you were, um... The elevator reaches its destination by this point. If you were, like, very busy processing or compiling something, would that take away from your ability to rebalance? I am able to process about five times as much as the human brain while performing multiple tasks all at once. I should be very functional. You sound great, pal. Just so swell. Can't, uh, so glad to have met you. I am glad to have met you as well, Charles Smoot. And you, Flavin. <laughs> as it is pronounced. <laughs> to all those who speak Arthdal. That <laughs> Finavir... I think he needs a pronunciation correction. Is that something he can do? Charles, you seem to, like, know about this kind of uh, thing. What? Pal, could you correct that to Finnevere Avir? What am I correcting? The, the name you called me by. Oh, I understand. Incorrect pronunciation. Please repeat how you would like it to be pronounced instead of... Finnevere Avir. Paul, it would be of great interest to me to tell me how you would spell the other <laughs> of the name that you had before. What do you mean? You spelled it out quite clearly. I don't think that comes up. I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> sure you do. Just take it letter by letter. You said it. The pal's just thinking it's phonetic. <laughs> no, can't do it. Maybe you need to work on your pronunciation. Maybe you've been saying your name wrong this whole time. He, okay, so you guys have been talking, and he's been recording this whole thing. So when he repeats back... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is your new name. Congratulations. All this other conversation in the background. <laughs> I like that. That's a good name for you, friend. Uh, anyways, so Dr. Rebecca Rift. Ben's quiet now. He's thinking of Smoot's comments. Like, maybe you've been saying your name wrong your whole life. <laughs> maybe I have. <laughs> Should I even be a veer? Ooh. Uh, I, I love how this has created an existential crisis for you. Don't worry, Valens yeah. is worse. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, you guys are led to the doors yep. uh, that you've gone through multiple times at this point to see Dr. Rift. And you see that she is standing off to the side, currently working on, well, plants again. 
as just always. writing in her clipboard furiously as she is just scribbling down notes. She looks up at you briefly as you walk in. Oh, yes, come in, come in. Ah, uh, and this... Why won't you work? All right, since you're here, please state your business, she says, as she's continuing to write and begins walking to another uh, small green terrarium. Uh, real quick, uh, you can uh, verify with Pal that uh, we're, we're surface dwellers and have no affiliation with the Aura Spaces and don't know you. I have received information from Pal, she says, between writing lines of data, that you are surface dwellers. Your affiliation with Oros, however, is very interesting now that you're mentioning this. Yeah, okay, uh, so we're here, uh, we're, we're trying to convince her that we're from the future, right? Like that we time traveled. Uh, we're going to tell her, but most importantly, I, I, I think it needs to be said, your life is in danger. If our previous meetings with you have told us anything, your research is in danger. All human lives are in danger unless I finish this research. We need your, to ensure that we are able to survive wait, on the oh, surface. Okay. Your research comes to an abrupt end in about three hours? Yeah, this evening? She puts down her pen for a moment and looks at you. Go ahead and roll diplomacy. I will aid him. Carl Smoot with the A. Oh, that is deception. No, no, no. Not we this time, buddy. Same, same roll. A total of 16. <laughs> and Charles Smoot, to aid him, got a 20. You are saying that you are from the future. <clears throat> However, Euros is now saying that my research does not make it to the future. <laughs> Preposterous. How on earth would you ever be here without my research? I don't know. But I, <laughs> <laughs> what I do know is I survived. And if I survived that from my previous conversation's view, that means that your researcher must have survived. But it certainly doesn't continue past three hours from now because you die in a fiery explosion, which we've been trying to prevent. Does my name at least live on? I, I don't know. I'll ask if I ever get back home. All right. So what is the problem then? Um, okay. Let me clarify something with you, uh, Dr. Rebecca Rift 147, uh, researcher for the Oros Base Sector 8 Colony A5240. And, um, regenerator of Curtis, the, the monkey who you raised. Um, does this sound about right for your procedures that when you're done researching it, you're going to have Pal take it downstairs to the nuclear reactor core on floor 15 to recharge it? As is done every night, correct. Okay, cool. I hope we've given you sufficient enough information about your life and work that you know that us people who have no affiliation with Oros and are from service dwellers, as far as you're concerned, if we know all of this, we have to be from the future. There's a panel... That's broken. Or Seriously, something. It's life-threatening. No, like, Ever? <laughs> like, I don't know. It could be like a twig on the ground, a ball of yarn, something. Pal trips. Your device falls into the big reactor thing. Okay. And then, boom. You're a scientist. You have been working on reverting and fast-forwarding the generation of plant life. You're effectively manipulating time on a molecular level. What would happen if a device like that was supercharged by a nuclear reactor? It's going to create a time anomaly. <laughs> she likes the science -y phrases more so than your attack of her last time, which is just like... <laughs> so not only have you created, theoretically, you finish the ability to grow crops at an exponential rate, but also the ability to maneuver through time. Although it has some side effects, we can talk about that later. But more importantly, we need to stop 
the loop first, and then we can address it from there to get us back when we're supposed to be. Or we will be having this conversation again. But you won't remember it, we will. For some reason, we haven't figured that part out yet. All right, we'll give you some time to process. We know we're giving you a lot, but we don't have much time to tell you. (laughs) Technically, if you're stuck in a time loop, there is a lot of time. You have an infinite amount of time. You don't have much time to hear us. (laughs) So what do you want me to do then? She puts down her clipboard for a moment. Well, considering uh, you're stuck in a time loop with us, instead of investigating plant growth, we can investigate time travel. I, I, I don't, I don't and, think that's necessary, Ben. If, if our problem is that Pal trips and drops something in the reactor, we just need to make sure that Pal doesn't trip and throw it in the reactor. She, you can continue your research. Just give us permission to effectively chauffeur Pal around and just watch him and make sure everything's okay. We'll fix the dang panel. We'll fix the panel for you. Anything to get us out of this. And then once you're done your research and you're ready to evacuate, then we can explore the concept of time travel and getting us back to when we're supposed to be. She looks at you. I need one more diplomacy from you and let's see if this succeeds or else we might be stuck in another time loop again. No! Worst case scenario, we manually bust in and fix the panel. (laughs) (laughs) We've had to do it before. We'll do it again. I am just aiding, (laughs) clarifying. Uh, 20. Okay. (sighs) Well, I would love to let you into the basement. There are a few reasons why I cannot. You don't have the clearance to do so, and I am unable to find my identification badge. If we found your ID badge for you, would... Would we be able to assist then? I suppose why not, since we were told to abandon this facility and evacuate to the surface. Amazing. We'll f- help you find it, and we'll continue helping you with your research. You won't even know we're here. She just sort of nods at you and then kind of brushes you off as she just begins walking around the room again, grabbing hold of this relic that seems to have been what you deem the source of this problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what we're calling it. And she seems to be walking around. She walks up to a hatch from one of these little atriums or terrariums and opens it. And you see she, like, points the gun gun and ray guns it. Yeah. And you see as the plant begins to reverse aging immediately. All right. Pal, you heard the kind doctor. We're going to help look for her ID tag and then help perform maintenance on the base. Would you like to come with us to procure us a hammer? I should probably travel with you to ensure you do not get yourselves into trouble. That will be great, pal. Looking forward to it. Thank you, pal. And we follow him out of the room. So, I need you both to roll a will save as you're walking out of this room. No. Yes. I don't like those. Yeah. Yeah. 21 for Charles Smoot. I'm excited. One way or the other, you're, you're something anxious. interesting will happen. Either we're going to get to go or... Something no, what if it resets? <laughs> <laughs> That's a natural one. <laughs> Total oh, 11. You can't write this shtick. Finnevere, all of a sudden, it feels like your body is being torn in two. And you find yourself, as you walk through this door, you feel as though you've split. You see yourself walking at the same time, in the time where... Currently, Valen and Charles Smoot are. But on the other half, you see yourself walking in a completely ruined base. And you hear some things that do not sound 
very kind or welcoming here. You hear a screeching sound. Uh Uh, So is he having double vision at all times? Yes. Jaden, Finnevere is currently split between two realities as he is walking. And on the one side, you see your friends. You're walking down this hallway with them. And then on the other is a completely different building, or at least the ruin of this building. You see a familiar hallway, but there are no lights. It's almost completely dark, save for the stuttering of one small dying light in the far reaches of the room you're in. Cling to safety blanket dot exe. Uh, Mr. Smoot, can you hear me? Please, please, please. Uh, Finn, I'm, I'm right, right here. Uh, I, I, I'm here and there. It hurts. And I think I'm in danger. What happens if I try and make contact with him and grab him? You see that he is fully there. Can I try and pull him? You grab and pull him. Does it hurt him more? Does he get jolted back into this reality? What happens? He gets pulled. Finnevere, as you're being pulled in the one reality, you find yourself being pulled in the same direction in the other reality. Okay, so that's how that works. If you, if you pull me there, you pull, you pull me here, and I, I... You realize that, strangely enough, your body is fully in both places, but you have vision of both at the same time. It is completely disorienting and horrific. So I, I think I need to look around where I am. Cover my eyes. Wow, wow, okay. Here, how about this? I need you to trust me and help me. I'm in... That's fine. I'll, I'll put a sock over your head or something. Yeah, but take it off if I tell you. Is everything all right? Your heart rate has increased. Yeah, you know, I think we're talking about Pal, about, like, being time travelers. Yeah, he's currently experiencing a temporal rift where he exists in two times at the same time. Yeah. Bitten is as focused as possible in the other time. Do, the- do you have a blindfold or anything that would maybe help destimulate him from this reality? You're asking to cover his eyes? Why can't you just use a cloth? Or do do yeah. you have one on you? He, he reaches into his bag and he pulls out a part of a blanket and just starts tearing it a little bit. All right, and we, we wrap it around Finn's eyes and tie it tight. Finnevere, as your eyes are covered, you lose vision in both realities. Nope, now I'm just blind in both. Was oh, that more or less terrifying? Um, that more. They think there's something in here with me. So I, he'll try to reach to pull it off. Benavira, as you pull it off, you see it standing in front of you in this ruined reality. In the distance, you see a pair of red lights standing in the distance, tilted at a very odd angle. It lumbers towards you, and you hear a scraping sound. I think I found the thing that hurt me earlier. He's going to pack. He's going to start backing away. Uh, Which, uh, awkwardly enough, I think is in the direction of... What, what? I don't know how far we got. Not very far. <laughs> That's you, not you, good. You, this happened when you crossed the threshold of the doorway. Yeah, I'm about to break a lot of expenses. Uh, Finn, <laughs> Finn, what do you see? What's the problem? Uh, red eyes. Um, it's scraping of metal on metal. It's very dark in here. As you're uh, talking, your voice begins to sort of echo through the room that you're in in this other reality. It seems to jolt its head. Um, and you see... It's just this flash of glass almost, and a spark of light, almost like electricity, and it begins running at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, is this initiative time? Finnevere Beer. Um, this is this is going to be interesting. So, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, so no, no. What? What if? Well, we we pre-programmed Pal to hug his friends. What if he just wants a hug? Oh, we're all right, we're gonna find out how much uh, how much dice that hug is worth. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the screeching sound that can barely be made out, like a broken voice box, filled oh. with static, but it's screeching in horrible tones as it charges towards you. Uh, I don't suppose you want to hear a joke. Does that get a response? <laughs> Otherwise, he's like physically being defensive. Finnevir, um, as you are standing there defensively, you see as this thing, it swings up an appendage and then brings it down towards you. What is your AC? Uh, my AC is 22. You, in a fearful state, manage to sidestep this thing as you kind of reel back and you hear as it rushes past you and kind of crashes into some debris behind you in this alternate reality. You can tell this thing is looking to hurt you. You feel the dust and debris from behind you kind of hit against your back as, like, these particles are spread from it crashing into this rubble. I, I realize that I took a shield, but also cannot use the raised shield action. But also, it makes enough sense that Finn would pull out the shield and be cowering behind it. So, in this reality, on this side as well, you see Finnevir pull out his shield. What are you doing? I'm being attacked. What do you mean you're being... There's nothing here. Finn does know that this looks like an android, right? It does look humanoid to a degree. It does remind you of the androids, but it looks very distorted, disfigured. Is it, is it metal skin? It's is hard it, to see. A, a feature? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. You, you heard okay, the sound of he's metal. He's going to drop the shield. Yeah, so that, that's one action. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to pull out a torch and try to light it. So this is happening. What do you guys do? Uh, Finn, would it be beneficial if we picked you up and ran? I, uh, hold that thought. Just need to see what I'm dealing with. Uh, Smoot will turn over to Valen. Valen, do you have any like, medical uh, things that we could apply to, to Finn to like bolster his fortitude or something? No, I don't have anything like that. Uh, hey, pal, do you have any uh, medical tonics or, or like penicillin, something? Who knows? If our is, friend here gets injured, is there something that can heal him very quickly? Is your friend having an issue currently? Uh, yeah, kind of. He's being attacked in another time. He tilts his head very confused. We may have some antiseptics and pain relief in the medical bay. If you would like, please follow after me. Finn, I'm taking you with me. I'll just grab Finn by the arm and I'll just start following Pal and running in the direction. Okay, so Finnevere, as you are lighting this torch, you manage to do so. And you see all of a sudden, as this room kind of like lights up dimly around you, you see the reflection of metal and red eyes kind of flickering at you. And you see what appears to be the remains of one of these androids. You see that it seems to be mostly broken up. Its face is fractured, and jagged parts of its structure stick out in abnormal ways. You see its head kind of jerk very quickly from side to side as it's kind of like standing upright, and its body just contorts in very strange ways, rising out of this debris. But then you feel yourself being jerked, in a direction, and you realize somebody's grabbed a hold of you. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. But, but, ask Pal what happens if the eyes are of, a, of an android are red and are missing parts and jerking around and trying to kill you? 
Pal is just jauntily walking along. Does Pal chime up then? He, he's just walking at a, a regular pace as you are rushing past him, and his voice kind of gets distant as you're running. If a android is having a problem... We, we slow down. <laughs> <laughs> we slow down as soon as he oh, starts what? answering. Am I being pursued? Yes, you are. (laughs) Uh, Finn is not slowing down. Uh, Balin, you run off with him. I'll double back. All right, then. Uh, And I I run over to Pal and have Balin keep running circles around with Finn around the compound. He doesn't want to fight it because these things are people. So, Finnevere, you are running down the hallway. Valen is tailing after you, kind of shouting directions for you to go in, hoping that you guys don't run into a dead end. However, uh, Charles, you head back to your friend Pal, who is making his way down the hallway. My goodness, you all move very quickly. Is there an emergency? Yes, Pal. What happens when an android has red eyes and is trying to murder someone? It depends on the unit type and model of the android. However, in more general terms, an android who has a shift in their eye color may be reacting to stimuli in an environment. If this is abnormal behavior for the android, they should be restarted due to potential malfunctions uh, in How do we restart software. them? You must have the access code. Uh, okay, cool. How do we get the... Did you have the access code? What, what if you malfunctioned? What would I say to you to get you to restart? My access code is only able to be manipulated by persons who are of a high access. Goodness, goodness. Uh, what, what, what if I had a clearance level three badge on me? Unfortunately, even with a badge, you would have to be registered in the database as the user of the badge. Okay, so when we introduce ourselves next time, you introduce yourself as Dr. Rebecca Rift. I don't think you can. She's already (laughs) in the system. If an android is attacking the user, the android must be destroyed. It has breached its function. It is very likely that such an android might have been infected with a virus or has faulty code. Is there any way to, to fix that? Do you have like antivirus or something? Our programming is designed by some of the brightest minds in Oros. Our systems would be very difficult to hack into or infect with a virus unless you had access to certain codes. Uh, what if it wasn't a virus and it was a natural adaptation to survive in a hostile environment? Would there be a way to convince an android that we mean no harm? If an android is causing harm to humans, the android should be destroyed. It has breached its function. It cannot be reversed. How? If you were acting hostilely to humans, would you want me to destroy you? I do not wish to harm humans. But if you did, wouldn't you want me to do everything in my power to save you? Why would I ask you to do that? I would breach my function. Because, pal, maybe you want to live life like a butterfly. I am simply a personal assistant. All right. And I just try, I just run back after Finn. Kill it. Burn it with fire. Who said it was pal? You guys are making assumptions. Where's his name tag? Oh. Clearly it's there. We all know it. Okay. I didn't assume it was pal. He's been se. assuming it's pal this I, entire I, time. I, I, I was asking pal if it was him. To, to, if, 
I, I'm pa hoping not and preparing my heart for the tragedy if it was. Pal, Pal is one of the few androids which makes it seem like he has a personality and is closer to humanity because he tries to like develop a sense of humor, which is a very strictly human thing. So I thought maybe if he is attempting to establish humor, a large part of humor is empathy. If he is exhibiting traits of empathy, I was wondering if there was a way to convince him to give us information that he otherwise shouldn't uh, give us and, and therefore ways to fix robots. But alas, no, no dice. No, no, he has empathy in a certain sense, but wouldn't it also mean that he is technically like the whales and that he is truly, what is the word? The whales? <laughs> ich whales! Talking about whales for it. What if he's just truly altruistic? Uh, Finnevere is, after all, dumb. Dang, what, are, what, what was it? The, the, the avarice ally of all altruistic aspirations. So that means you're obviously great friends of Pal. I'm going to have a recommendation here. Instead of dilly-dallying and worrying too much about what's going on in the other reality for Finn, maybe you rush and get what you were trying to get in the first place. Sure. Charles Smoot is hauling ass as quickly as possible. Benavira Veer is using telekinetic projectiles <laughs> as liberally as possible. L liberally down the hallway using whatever objects he can, he thinks he kind of sees. Oh, it's great. You're breaking lights left and right. Because in the other reality, you're, you're using the debris and rubble, which is moving things here. Nice. I don't know what things are. He doesn't care what things are on the other end. Yeah, you like take a like you, you take a button from Balin's shirt. He's like, excuse me, what the hell? The whole time he's screaming, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yes, you're you are currently running down this hallway. You hear these projectiles that you are flinging at this creature are dinking off of its metallic skin until. I need you to roll a perception check because you are currently very distracted, but you might hear something. 13. Yeah, you're very distracted. Never mind. You hear, you just hear the sound of this metal scraping after you and this horrible screeching sound coming from this thing's decayed voice box. It is not a friendly sound. So, Charles Moot, you uh, charge past them a little bit and you yep. can see that they've made their way into like a back room and they're kind of like weaving their way out back That's down good. the hallway. Yep. Where is it, Finn? Where, where are we running to? Uh, you figure out where we're running to. I'll focus on the monster. You, Creature, just, android thing. Just keep pointing at it and I'll drag you. All right, I, I'll keep pointing at it and I'm counting on him to keep us running away in the correct direction. Okay. Because looking in both directions at both times in both realities sounds really difficult. All right. So, Charles Smith, you rush down the stairs, bursting through these uh, doors yep. into the ape's quarters. and Climbing onto that platform as quickly as possible and picking up the access card from underneath the uh, table. Okay. Yes. You remember where it is and you see it. And, Finnevere, I'm going to give you roll another perception check. A little better. 21. Finnevere, as you are running through this hallway, you all of a sudden... Hear a voice very familiar to you. Mr. Finnevere? Kind of echoing down the hallways. It, it, it'll go, Kelsey! Wh which direction? The way we're running or the way we came? The way you came from. Uh, no, yeah, full stop. Oh, no. Kelsey, can you hear me? Yeah, he's he's going to try to dodge past the robot. Okay, that's going to be you. If he has to. Okay, I would say if you would like to do that, I'm going to call for an acrobatics check on that because I'd love to see this. Okay. Oh, not 20. Oh, oh that's, nice. that's nice. 
We couldn't write it ourselves. The dice tell the story. The, di- I mean, the dice are telling a pretty good story tonight. The dice are telling a great story tonight. So, Finnevere, you hear Kelsey's voice echoing in this hall, and you shout back for her. And so you come to a full, like, spr- you, you sprint stop. And as you do so, you see is like some debris kind of like brushes up past you and then there's a small dust cloud. And then you just shoot the other direction. Valen in the other reality just, just looks, what are you doing? I thought it was that way. Is it this way now? But you do hear a response on the other side. Yes, I'm here. Where are you? There's not, I don't know how much time there is to explain. You rush past this thing as yeah. it swings an arm down at you, and you hear as the ground, this solid stone ground, is pierced by some heavy metal object. And you swear you see sparks. Ah! Are you in danger too? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I'm okay. Where are you? I'm being chased by a metal person. Oh, not those again. What? It's difficult to explain. We're trapped, we think, back in time. We're trying to get back to you. No, you're here now. What? Only for the moment. Where, where are you? So I'm going to cut from you. Uh, Charles Smoot, you come running up the stairs. Yep. Uh, you see as Finnevere is now running the complete opposite direction down the hallway. You see that all of the lights in the room are basically shot out. And Pal is looking around very concerned. I look at it all and Charles Smoot thinks to himself, but he's still alive. Miraculously. <laughs> and just gives him a mental thumbs up as he takes this access code and he tries to find the doorway, which is kind of we to the stairwell, which we know is blended into the wall. Okay. Perception check. No, oh, don't fail me now. Great time to roll a one on my perception check. Charles Smoot doesn't know where the door is. Charles Smoot with a 25 on his perception. Okay. You see the door is all the way towards the end of the hallway. It's closer to the elevator, and you are a good, like, two, 300 feet away from it. Oh, lordy, that's a long hallway. Charles Smoot takes a full round action of sprinting. So he's charging in the hallway. Meanwhile, Finnevere is also running down this hallway. Uh, Finnevere, you hear as this thing kind of leaps behind you, and you feel as some debris is knocked up. And you feel as all of a sudden something strikes you in your back. You feel as like this pulse just hits you and you take 13 fire damage. Fire fire damage. And you guys can see in the other reality as Finnevere's back seems to be scorched. Like his clothing has burned in this spot. You see a little bit of steam kind of rising up as you saw this very brief flash of light. Ah! That's gonna need some hello. You see, though, that this android, as you turn really quickly to look, that it's still a distance from you, but it's got its hand kind of pointed in a very strange, like, its index finger is pointed at you, and you see, like, a little bit of electricity kind of dance around its fingertip. He's he's looking behind him this time, and he's going to hit the deck uh, if it gives any kind of indication, like, uh, it's building up or... I think that was the after effect of it shooting. Finn doesn't know that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, oh, oh, okay. No, no, right. He gets back up. No, no, wait. He saw that. <laughs> no one saw. What are you doing, Finn? Why are you? Well, okay, he's now he's practic- up again. He's practicing <sighs> his burpees. Okay, leave him alone. All right, Finnevere. All right, fine. It hit me with fire. I can see that. Are you okay? There's just like so much going on in two different Oh, you know, just a little bit on fire and I don't know what's going on. Finnevere, as you begin running towards the elevator, you see the console to the side of it 
but you swear you hear the sound of more claws scraping, or more metal scraping up above at the top of the elevator. Is that also where Kelsey's voice is coming from? Or is it going, or is it down or what? It does sound like it's coming from up. All right. I don't really know how up works. Uh, is there an <laughs> elevator and a button? Well, you know, there's a staircase. There is a staircase, but he needed the passcode for that. We don't know power is working. Yeah. Power might not be working. No, yet. no, no, no. He saw a very faint flashing of light in one corner of the room that kind of illuminated that gave him some low light to look through. But I, I have light in the room. He does have a torch. Yeah. So he's been running with his torch. Yeah. Try the elevator console, but you one, you don't know how to work it. And two, we don't know if it works. Oh, no, he's going to like slap it a bunch of times. And if that doesn't ha- work, he's going to try to climb. You see, it's like the elevator kind of like comes down. It, do, it, do, it actually does seem to have some power, but it's moving slower than normal. Right. Uh, That's movement. And it's coming down very slowly as this thing is starting like to. He's going to try to climb up. He's going to toss the torch up there. And then he's going to try to climb up. I don't know if there's another level where he can just try, try to jump off the wall and grab. Valen's just like, Jesus, <laughs> it's coming down slowly. You jumping up, is it going to make it go back up any faster? Oh, no, no if it's coming down, it's, a, it's, a, it's easier to grab than the actual ceiling. Uh, certainly, but then it's going to stop at your floor. You're going to have to press a button and then it goes back up slowly. Oh, look, man, this is Finnevere technology. <laughs> You're, you're expecting too much. That's fine. You knew you, pal. He hates these things, for I, one. I can tell. All right. So you find the door, Charles Smoot. Yeah. You hi. go in and you see that. Oh, sure. The doctor has actually walked over to the door and is peeking her head out. Finnevere, you do hear a voice behind you. What is going on over there? Valen just kind of runs by. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Part exactly. of the crew. He, he knows. He's a man on a mission. And then, Charles Moot, you hit the badge against the console to open up the stair door. The stair door slides open. You rush down the Bulk stairs. We'll, we'll, okay, let's see. Um, Bulk in it. If you need an athletics or reflex, sure, so I don't. I, I'm going to have you roll athletics to see if you can um, book it down these stairs really fast. Right, like, can you really? push yourself? Oh, you better believe Charles Smoot has athletics in space. Crit fails. It was alarmingly close. 19 total for Charles Smith. A five is not alarmingly close. Uh, you should have seen the die on my screen. <laughs> so, Charles Smith, you uh, rush down the stairs. Finnevere, the elevator, reaches um, towards the bottom, and you're, like, pressing the buttons, pressing them, pressing them, pressing them, hoping it goes up. It starts to rise as this thing kind of charges at you, but you feel as its claw hand grabs onto the bottom of the elevator, and you feel it pulling down against it. And you're kind of stuck hovering in, in the worst way possible because you are surrounded mostly by darkness except for some light above you. And you see this thing's face being illuminated by the, the light of the sky up ahead. Ben's gonna draw out some bullets and he is going to telekinetic projectile into this thing while it's still. Okay, roll the hit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spell attack roll. That's a 15 to hit. It misses. In your panic, you feel your hand kind of shaking as you fling this bullet and you hear it go, and it hits him to the ground. That was a warning shot! And you hear like this long groaning sound come from inside from inside the decayed voice box. Uh, you want to make like robots and get grab some java? Okay, fine. I don't know what that means. <laughs> he finally admits it. He never understood the joke. So, 
Charles Moot, you get down to the base of the stairs like three minutes later. You have heaved butt. Heaved butt? You have heaved the butt. I, I heave all kinds of butt on a daily basis. <laughs> it's a lot of booty to be moving. So you, you've hauled your butt down here. So yeah. uh, there's the console to the side, and you place the badge against it, and you see as the door to this room kind of opens up. Cool. You see the reactor in the center of the room, and there seems to be the other charging stations uh, around the edges of this rounded room. Would it be a perception check to determine where I recalled how tripping to investigate that area? So that is not what a perception check is, but you can make a perception check to see if you notice something in the room yes. that is abnormal. That's what I would like. Well, yeah. Does anything look out of place? Oh, anything boy. not supposed to be there? Charles Smoot, Eagle Eyes, you did, I'm bringing it back, you did indeed ask for a perception check, which is one of the things Charles Smoot is good at, so okay. uh, 31 for Charles Smoot. Charles Smoot, you see lying strangely on the floor a heavy-looking dumbbell. I pick it up. You pick up the dumbbell. And I, I just go over and I, I set it on a nearby table. You pick it up and set it on a nearby table. And yeah. as you do so, yeah. you see as the world around you kind of begin to waver, and it shudders momentarily until it fades from view. And Finnevere, you find yourself now only in one reality, in darkness, complete, basically, like, mostly darkness except for what's above you. Valen is now kind of just screams loudly, ah! What the hell? What? What happened? And Charles Moot, you are in a dimly lit room as the reactor seems to be barely humming. It seems to barely have any life left in it at all. But this place still looks ruined. Though maybe not in as much disarray as it was previously when you had glimpses. Alrighty, well, looks like I saved the world. Job done! And Charles Smith's just very proud of himself. Uh, he takes in, uh, I guess, another look at his newer, his new situation. His similar surroundings, different events. You can see that the glass has become mostly covered in like a greenish mold along the walls. The relics in this room seem to be still in relative good condition. And everything inside of here seems to be, seems to have been well maintenance. Like it still is all in good condition, except for the reactor behind you, which does not seem to be doing very well. But there's a good number of relics in this room. But outside, you can't really see anything else except for this green, mossy stuff on the window's exterior. Uh, Charles Smoot is going to get his cardio in for the day and run all the way back up the stairs. You find that the door seems to open with more difficulty than before, and you have to push more against it. But it's still electronically key-functioning? Yes. Vinavir, you feel as you're... Elevator is being pulled down. Do you want me to cause an explosion? <laughs> I see his very sassy note, <laughs> which is like, for some reason, Smoot took no relics in the room full of relics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just grab all like two dozen of them, throw them in my bag and jet up the stairs real quick. Okay, I'm sorry. I was distracted. <laughs> You're fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, Finnevere, though, your elevator is being pulled down by this thing, and you feel like it's shaking underneath. You feel also as though the glass of this elevator cracks a little bit. That's bad. Dude, dude. Bad. Does it seem feasible to be able to either A, jump up and grab the ceiling to try to lift myself to the next floor, or 
try to wall jump up See, there. See, the strange thing, when you guys traveled down the elevator, this seems to have been the only floor that you've ever made it to. You never saw another entrance. It just seemed like a wide, rectangular area that you were traveling down where there were solid walls all around you except for the space between the floor and the walls itself. So, like, there was, like, a good half of a foot between the wall and the elevator itself as it went down the shaft. I see. Well, some bots gotta die. (laughs) This is one of those bots. Alright, I guess we're gonna try for the new and improved Wombo Combo. Finn is going to Take one action to faint and one action to telekinetic projectile. I know you said faint as in like... (laughs) (laughs) He's going to pass out right here due to stress. With with, with a (laughs) straight face and all the gusto he can muster, he's just going to pass out. (laughs) Okay, Vinamir would succeed. All right, that means that he is flat-footed on my next attack. Okay. Which will be a telekinetic projectile. If I succeed, thanks to beats, I can get a sneak attack. On his spells. On my spells. Okay. Which is uh, this build. So, All right, fling a bullet. Make sure you hit. Don't miss. Don't miss. Oh, boy. I should hit. I'd hope. I should hope a 27 hits. 27 does hit. What is the damage? 16. You know, this is the first time I'm actually pulling off a sneak attack. In any tabletop RPG. Okay, it it does hit. And you see as this bullet of yours hits into like a chink in this android's system and you see that there's a small circuit of electricity that kind of jolts through it and it seems to seize up for a second. But then its eyes seem to flash and it focuses in on you as if recognizing you as a personage of some kind in some strange way. Uh... Don't take that as a good thing, okay? Don't don't take it as a good thing. That wasn't a good thing. I saw your eyes. It's not what you think. We can save him. It's Our not. Our friend Pal. It's not Pal. I'm telling you that right now. It's not Pal. Uh, well, if this thing's still gripping the uh, the elevator, it's going to get um, the, the next availability as many bullets. I mean, yeah. As it take. It's taken Charles Smoot at least five more minutes to get up these stairs, so you have uh, 60 plus rounds. I will use the bolts that it sheds <laughs> to hit it. Okay. Vinavir, you see a glint of what appears to be some sort of thin metal object that kind of, like, slashes through the air very quickly, but it seems to dink off the metal of this android. And you hear some cursing in the darkness from Valen. Damn it all! Why is it so hard? The android does seem to turn its attention. Still holding on to the elevators, it's like kind of keeping it in place and you feel it like shuddering and like the the glass starting to crack a little bit more as its fingers kind of like tighten around it. You see as it lifts up its other arm and tries to strike out. What or who? Maybe the control pad to break the system. I mean, you just got fire something, electric something. It does the do damage. You hear as Valen kind of cries out as you hear this thing's hand make contact with his solid figure, and he kind of shouts, Ah, damn it! You're right, Finn! I'm fine, I... It hits hard! I'll say that much! It hits hard! Uh, well, dang, I didn't expect uh, Balin to catch up like this, uh... He's been behind you. Yeah, no, I didn't think that he'd be... I didn't, well, you know, I guess he wasn't here. I mean, he was... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so... Charles Moon, um, another round of running up the stairs. Another round of bravely running up the stairs. You know, 
I'm going to tell you there was a secret way to get up there, but you only know this. There was an elevator. I assume there's only one elevator. (laughs) What if I called their elevator back down? You would have. That could be bad. What if the robot jumps on? Well, there's also a potential of the robot getting its head like stuck between or like Finnevir getting his head stuck between. Yeah, imagine I could have decapitated Finnevir and ended the whole campaign. This is why we bravely run up the stairs. No, 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 no. It's about getting the characters home. Smooch's the main character. Nonsense. We're all main characters now. Uh, uh, Finnevir, yeah, the- you hear a voice above you. Mr. Finnevir, is that you? Kelsey! You can kind of see a shadow peeking over the top, blocking out some of the light. You said you saw the, the, these things again. Did you- yes, there's a lot of them up here. I had to sneak my way in. Maybe be quiet. So maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we stop shouting. They're mostly outside of this place, but I don't know how many of the ones on the wall will wake up. Uh, Brim's gonna quietly throw a bullet and then like (laughs) fling it backwards with telekinetic projectile. So he's gonna do the same wombo combo. Gonna quietly shoot this thing in the face. If that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Also, while this is happening, I, I wanted to add in this. Uh, Kelsey kind of just goes, I'm glad to see you are okay. She's very calm. Yeah, very nonchalant about this whole encounter. A telekinetic projectile. It yes. Is, it's... It is. Oof. <laughs> okay, so so it what we're looking at here. So what we're looking at here was your deception definitely did pass with oh, a 32. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> um. So, Jaden. Why don't you tell me what happens with this mishap of a critical failure, which is pure crit fail. Well, you see, the way that Finn would deceive someone with the attack is to throw it in a a place where it's obviously going to be dodged, but then pull it back and hit him in the back. So it's like a very sneaky way of hitting someone. However, if it comes back... It keeps going. If it were to not hit the intended target, it could come all the way back. Finnevir, please roll your damage against yourself. <laughs> is this is is he flat-footed against his own attack? Does he see it coming? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would uh, argue. Be, I mean, it's eight damage, but if you want to do a sneak attack, I'll throw two more d6. Let's have fun with it, Jaden. All right, all right. That's a six. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're only going to die. And seven. So four, four, six, one, total of 17. Okay. 15, but very close. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> you guys are messing me up. Not to say I would get it right, but... I'm, listen, I'm only taking high levels of college math. I don't know how to help you. This music is distracting you. I get it. It is. Oh, it's, it, it's, it, it is bopping. It is very bopping. So, Jaden, um, as you telekinetically projectile with Finnevere, um, this android, as it turns its attention back towards Valen, you shoot the bullet. And as this happens, as it turns its head, the bullet veers past where you're trying to hit. And it does hit you directly in your left shoulder. Ah. You take your 15 damage. I'm so strong. <laughs> you are so strong. But I'm so weak. But you are very frail. So yeah, Mr. Finnegan, I'm really glad that you guys are okay. I was really worried Bang. about you. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I think it's stuck in there. I will say without understatement, I am overjoyed to see you. Are you I, guys okay? Or, you seem to be having some you. trouble. Um, on top, uh, n- now um, for, for uh, posterity's sake, I'm going to I'm gonna shoot don't say that. I don't like that word. 
What are we shooting? <laughs> we gotta trigger his PTSD. He's already been shot today. <laughs> the building security system finally comes online, starts firing no. bullets everywhere. <laughs> At the bad robots, right? It's programmed to protect people. No, that's gonna be when you guys are higher level and you're oh, facing the entire base that instead. That makes sense. Deploying neurotoxin. <laughs> Maybe I'll have Jade voice the robots next time. I'll have fun. I really enjoy voicing robots. If I die, I mean, I'll play Pal. Pal will be my new character. There you go. Finn dies, we recruit Pal. He also has aspirations of being a bard. No, no, I'll just take levels of Butterfly. (laughs) Two. did come true. You're going to be happy about this in a second. Balin just came in blasted. This thing looks like it's been decimated. It is not dead, and it seems to still be functioning, but you can see as sparks are flying um, from its uh, internal circuitry outward. And you feel as it loosens its grip on the elevator, you start going upward, but you see as the android turns its full attention to Valen as your elevator rises past the view. Uh, Finn would try to jump down as much. It doesn't sound like Kelsey. Uh, Your turn is done. Oh, yeah. Your turn is done. Oh, and the elevator's rising, and you just slowly can no longer see him anymore. Valen! (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. That's about all you have time for. You see Valen sort of takes a defensive stance, though, as he kind of, like, has his rapier drawn, and he's, like, posed, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, because there goes the torch. Oh, yeah, there's no light down there for him now. He's in complete darkness. All he can see is the glowing red eyes. I of the mean, creature. at least he gets a cool battle sequence for once, I guess. Like, and we'll never get to see it as it is off screen. <laughs> Charles Smoot, you kind of reach the top of the stairs, and we'll kind of figure out what happens from yeah, there. Sure. Finavir, um, your elevator. It takes a good like five minutes to reach the top. Like it's, it's like ten minutes down, five minutes up. You know the usual. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's lighter this time. That's true. My my fat. Wait, wouldn't that? It would go down fast if I was heavier weighing it down. Well, I know, what? I know. Um, no. I, so technically, it's a 10-minute elevator ride now. <laughs> See, that's why we take the stairs. It would have taken longer taking the elevator. You know, on the one end, Finn theoretically could try to jump jump down the elevator and grab onto the ledge of that floor. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Why We're not? Scared. There's only a half a foot of distance between the elevator oh, you and the fit walls. Your whole body. Ah, it, okay. It's scary because it feels like it's bigger than it is. Like an escalator. Yeah. yeah. Escalators yeah. feel like they're like, going to drag you in. You, you feel like something's going to catch you. Yeah. Uh, so, Mr. Finnevere, is there any way you could, like, hurry up up here? Uh, Where's everyone else? Assuming that in uh, time, um, I, I don't know, Smoot ran off. Finnevere, your elevator makes it to the, the very top finally, and Charles Smoot, you make it to the top of the stairs a few minutes before him. What am I see? Darkness. Oh, well, um, was there no light in the stairwell? I probably would have lit a torch then to run up the stairs. Sure. So you have a torch and you're waving it around. You don't see your friends. The hallway is mostly dark. Guys! You scream down the hallway. Smoot, is that you? I would really hope it is because if it's not, I can't handle another one. I, I run over to where I hear Valen's voice. You do. You charge your way down the hallway, running past the debris and rubble, and you see Valen currently sitting on the remains of this android. Oh, look at that. You, you, you beat it up. You handled it. You can see, though, that he has a very bloody lip as well as a swelling eye. You look like a, a million bucks, Valen. Right. 
Well, it looks like Kelsey's upstairs. I heard a voice, and Benavir just ran off with the elevator. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's only one floor up. We could probably get there in like 30 seconds if we take the stairs. Right. <laughs> Kelsey, Benavir. Kelsey, Benavir. <laughs> we could just hit the button. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's more of them upstairs, though. Oh, uh, yeah, but are the... But if Kelsey and Pinnifer are up there, that means they could be dealing with them by themselves. Do you want to stay behind and I'll go check on them? No, 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 no. Here, I'm going uh, after her. Here, I'll, I'll help prop you up. Thanks. I'm good. Right. I think. Nope. I, I, I put his armor on my shoulder and I kind of like help him hobble up the stairs. I punched it in the face. Why would you? Would, what, what, in what I, reality? I think I broke my I, knuckle. I, I understand we've been through a lot of times. In, in what time does that make sense? Right. So, meanwhile, Pinnifer, you um, have risen. To the top of the elevator shaft. Your shaft is... <laughs> shaft has risen, finally. Going to very carefully jump over that half-foot gap. The I... gap is gone at the top. It actually matches. He is going to do the same action as if the gap was there. <laughs> okay, so Finnevere, you do jump because you all of a sudden feel as the elevator starts dropping underneath you. Those things are evil. I mean, those things are evil, but th- that the platform thing, that's... <laughs> Arguably worse. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, Kelsey kind of catches you and is just like, are you, are you all right? And she, like, feels around your face and, like, other parts. Uh, ben would go for an embrace. Oh, okay. We- sure. I, honestly, I would love to hug you right now, but it's a bit risky. Just look over there. Right. Slow head turn. You see the wall is covered with these androids that are under these stations, like one of the ones you were standing under. It looks like there's 40 of them here. Thought we'd never see you again. Same. I'm glad I found you. You, I I saw you were dealing with one of those things. They're horrible. They are. You can see that some of our clothes are singed. Very kind. And they tell jokes I don't understand. Um, From the place we were at before... Yeah, uh, it's way too much to explain right now. Well, it looks like you guys solved the anomaly here. It's safer, I guess, but we definitely don't want to fight these things. Uh, the elevator does reach down to you guys like 10 minutes later, by oh, the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So you're down there for a while, like talk with Bill. While we're on the elevator, if it's going to take that long for it to go back up, I'm going to use battle medicine to treat his wounds. Okay. All right. You, you stabilize his very obviously broken hand right now. Um, go ahead and roll your heal, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your medicine check, I'm sorry. So I have a 22 for Charles Smoot, which means I'm going to heal 2d8 as it is a regular success. So Valen is healed for nine hit points as I apply first aid, uh, cleaning his wounds and bandaging him up. He looks better. Thanks, Charles. Right. Well, hopefully there's no more that we really have to fight. Maybe it's like one or two. Yeah, like tops, right? There can't be more than that. Meanwhile, Kelsey and Finnevere are kind of just standing there, like eyeing the room up very warily, waiting. After about five minutes, he would try to get the the bullet out of his arm. Okay. So battle medicine also. All right. So you're going to do that, but I want you to also roll a will save to make sure you do not make noise if, if you care. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So he is going to take out a rag and bite down on it. Okay. Great. What are you doing? Do you, do you want me to help you? Go ahead and roll your uh, medicine. That's a 19, which would mean I heal for 2d8, typically speaking. All right, you heal for 12 damage. I'm going to keep that bullet. Did you Did you seriously just go in to fish the bullet out because you wanted to keep it? 
No, no, it was making it hard to move my my arm. But you also wanted to keep the bullet. I mean, That's what it, it seems like. Still a good bullet. <laughs> if anything, it's a really good. You better bullet. clean it off before it rusts. You're right. I'll take the rag that he was biting down on. Wait, why would you want to clean rust off? That'll deal like poison damage. You know, what if a child plays with it and gets a nick on the rounded bullet, which is an iron ball there, really? It's a, it's a sling bullet. Basically, like, you're paying for a very heavy rock. I might not kill you with this damage, but I'll kill you with tetanus. Balin and Charles Moon. Yeah, like, it's only like one or two up here, right? Yeah, it could, totally yeah. could be one. What the hell? <laughs> do, do, do I see something? You, you, you both see along the wall the, this line of like 40 robots and the weird thing is it's like they're standing on like different rows and heights of the building in these charging docks but Valen's just first words are long pause what the hell I thought when she said there would be you know that some up here she meant like one or two what you know that there will be some up here no smooth talking in this room what? too much let's go wait, wait, go where we need to leave. Let's go. No, 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 we gotta go back. No. What do you mean, no? Well, we can come back later, but I don't want to be here. Why I've not? Been, I've been here for two days. Oh, well, Latina, we've been here for God knows how many days stuck in a time loop. Why did you be- stop smoothing? Listen, I'm going back downstairs. Why did you come up? I wanted to make sure that you were okay before I got blown. You hear a humming sound, as if some mechanical object is powering up nearby. Well, you know, great is good until you're dead, so good luck, Smoot. Exactly, great is good. Back downstairs. We can hide downstairs from whatever that is. That sounds like a death trap. We, the, it's cracked. Look. He points towards the, uh, the platform. You do see that there are cracks, um, forming on the glass. Well, so what, you just want to abandon all the stuff? No, I'm just saying, I, <sighs> this has okay. been a very intense emotional time period. But you want to, here if you me. want to go down, we will come back. Let's at least regroup and re- and share information. I agree. I can't really hold a sword right now. Bah, but fine, everyone now. Everyone just exits the building. Okay. So, I need you all to roll a stealth. My worst skill. My best skill. <laughs> Charles Smoot's got a nine on his stealth for his total. <laughs> he, like, takes a step off the platform, but as he does, the shifting weight shatters some of the glass of the platform, and it falls and makes this loud clanging sound as it ricochets off the walls of the elevator. Like when you're walking slowly in, through the house on a quiet day. Oh, and it creaks the, the floor more? No, and you tip over a bowl, and it just keeps bouncing. Oh, yeah. What the hell, Smoot? <laughs> Why, well, not my fault, Valen! There's structural integrity problems here. Uh, Finn's just gonna run. <laughs> He's gonna grab Kelsey's hand and, and we're gonna we run. And we all bravely ran away. Not yet. As you both kind of like have this overreaction to you kind of like stepping off and breaking some of the glass in this elevator, you hear the sound of several robots powering up. And gentlemen, I think that's where we're gonna end off in this week's episode no. of the Gage Chronicles. Yes! Glorious yes. combat! This means I get to have my Pokemon battle stage next, next week! Next, on the next Gage week! Chronicles. Do we need new character sheets again? <laughs> well, 
you know, thank you, Foundlings, for listening to this week's episode of The Gage Chronicles. We hope that you enjoyed and that you'll continue to stick around with us by hitting that subscribe and follow button on whatever podcast listening app that you're on, whether or not that's Podchaser, Spotify, YouTube, I don't know, Fandango. Is that a thing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway as always if you want to support the podcast there's many great ways to do so one of the best is to leave us a rating and a review even if it's just a rating like spotify only has ratings so you could leave us a rating there that helps other people to discover us and determine do they want to listen to this podcast who knows but also tell a friend about us tell your mom tell your grandma if tell your dog tell your dog we're a dog friendly podcast we are definitely dog friendly we're also cat friendly ferret friendly uh, monkey friendly yeah we're, we're we have curtis so we're monkey yeah, friendly yeah, for sure. we have a ferret spugget friendly why would you this ferret who had a ferret <laughs> well, we haven't met him yet that's next next week on the gate chronicles mantis friendly there's a lot of friendlies but we killed mantis i don't know how friendly we are <laughs> oh you also killed spugget so i gotta guess i cross that off the that, list yeah. all right this list is getting too long but Please consider sharing this with somebody that you care about, that you want to share the joy and awkwardness of, of role-playing games. This is probably the worst introduction because it's going to make no sense whatsoever. Um, but it's the best worst introduction you can find. Absolutely. We do hope that you'll stick around and continue to follow along this interesting adventure of the Gage Chronicles. So we'll see you next, next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.